there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. Welcome, everybody, to the Prayer Revolution. So glad you guys are here. We are broadcasting live from New York City. I'm Doyal, and this is my good friend Vera, who's broadcasting live from Florida, Alachua, Florida, where uh, apparently is a heat wave down there. How's it going down there? Is it warm? It's it's going good. Yeah, it's uh, we're getting. We're, it's like uh, we get full on torrential downpours every single day, and then the sun comes out, and you don't see a cloud in the sky. It's pretty uh, pretty wild. Wow. All right. Well, good for you down there. It's still a little chilly here in New York. It's, it's actually getting warm. It's warming up here. But um, regardless of the weather, we've been here every day for the last two and a half months saying a morning prayer um, to recenter ourselves, to reconnect ourselves, to, to take us out of our mind, out of, our, out of whatever's going on in our head, and tune us into a higher frequency that's, that's always taking place, but sometimes you forget it. And so we say a daily prayer, and then we discuss what it means to live in that mood of prayer and to to live in a, in, a, in a state of divine connection on a regular basis and how we can how we can allow that connection to inform how we approach our daily situations, whether it be our relationships, whether it be our finances, whether it be even our hobbies or our life goals or our career or how we spend our time or how we respond to, um, to situations. Um, there was, uh, our, our spiritual teacher, Radnath Swami, quotes often a verse from his teacher who would say that, the greatness of a person is can be estimated by how one is able to to uh, tolerate provoking situations. So life is constantly provoking us, mm-hmm. and how we respond. Do I respond to that from my mind with anger, with anxiety, with ego, or do I do I pause and do I take a, a moment of divine reflection and invite a higher power, a higher consciousness into the room and allow that to guide me? Um, Beautiful. That's what we do, and yeah. uh, we'd love we'd love for you to lead us. Our our good friend Nicole is is saying checking how often we snooze. We talk about snooze buttons and uh, screen times and all kinds of things we 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 check in about. But anyways, that's what we do here every day, and we'd love for Vera to lead us. Absolutely, super grateful. Yeah, you're you're prompting us and connecting us to such a important distinction. So I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll share our prayer on that today. And so everybody that is tuning in, take a moment. We're going to just pray for a few minutes. We're going to go into a little meditation, prayer, spiritual intention, and connect to ourself beyond our mind, beyond our body, beyond our ego, all the identities, all the masks, all all the constructs we've created in this life. We're going to connect beyond that. And we're going to connect to our higher power who sees us, loves us, accepts us, just uh, like an unconditional mother for her child. That pure, unconditional love is like the the sun rays that are beaming down constantly. They're not uh, in any way um, seeing who should receive the sun rays, who should not receive it. They're free for everyone, unconditionally. So we want to connect to that energy, connect to that relationship, that eternal relationship in our prayer. My dear Lord, there's so much 
that happens in our life that can provoke us. There's so many situations around us that we see injustice or that we see violence or that we see people being taken advantage of. And even in our own life, sometimes we act out of integrity. Sometimes there's a, a power that just seems greater than ours that takes over, that, that takes the driving seat and controls us and manipulates us and pushes us to act in ways which we regret. When we see those things taking place in our own life, we see those things taking place in the lives of others, we can feel so hopeless. It can make us feel so hopeless. Or we can respond and, and depression or anger, rage, can respond back in negative ways that just take us further and further away from our true self, take us further away from, from you. And so we're calling out to you today, praying to you, please give us the strength in our own lives that when we're provoked, that when we're triggered, to respond from our higher self, to recognize that as part of our ego that's being triggered, that's our conditioning, that's our traumas from this life. It's not who we are. It's a part of us. It's a part of our psychology. It's a part of our conditioning. Help us to accept that part of ourself and help us to respond with kindness to ourselves and help us to respond with kindness and compassion to others. When we see the injustices taking place in the world around us. When we see people act, acting out of integrity, acting from fear, acting from violence, acting from ego. When we see that, just to recognize that suffering is taking place within that person's heart and consciousness, they know no better. Somehow their best thinking brought them to that circumstance. Somehow or other, their, their best insight, the best thing that they could think of led them to that act of violence, led them to that act of betrayal, that act of taking advantage of another person and that they're suffering. They're actually suffering in that consciousness. Let us have radical compassion in our life, starting with ourself, accepting ourself, recognizing those triggers, recognizing those pains, recognizing those, that sadness that's within our own heart that causes us to act out of integrity with our higher conscience, with our intelligence having acceptance and compassion in ourselves so that we can heal, that we can respond back as instruments of your grace, as instruments of your compassion. The world needs it so much, my Lord. Please help us to move beyond the conditioning, move beyond the limitations, the constructs we place on ourselves. Please help us to move beyond those, to transcend them, and to become instruments of your love instruments of your compassion, instruments of integrity in the world. And call out your names every single day. Everything's invested in your names. You reveal it in the great Vedic teachings, the great Vedic wisdom, so many different spiritual traditions revealing the same truth. Hallowed be thy name. Your name and yourself are non-different. When we call out your name, you're sitting with us. You're dancing on our tongue. You're dancing in our hearts. Help us to feel that connection today. Help us to feel that awakening, to break through the false ego and to reconnect to ourselves spiritually. 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Thank you, Vera. Thank you, Adele. Thank you guys for praying, for connecting. Super, super grateful. Hey, Miranda, good to see you. Megan, seeing you tuning in. Great to see you guys. Yeah, that, you know, we, we're, we're seeing constantly, you know, there is so much that's happening that's outside of our control. You know, even in our own hearts and our own consciousness, you know, we struggle with the ability to respond with compassion. We struggle with that day in and day out, with the little things, the big things in our life. And we see the people around us in our life struggling with the same thing. We're struggling with the false ego. We're struggling with this part of ourself that it's the antithesis of, of our spiritual nature. You know, and, and, and it's somehow or other it's wanting to take hold it's wanting to take hold of our life it's wanting to take the driver's seat of our life and disconnect us from ourselves spiritually you know like a little child we've been talking about it a lot in the in our lifestyle transformation course that we're in right now that little child that's within that that wasn't seen that little child that experienced that pain or that trauma or that difficulty that heartbreak and that throughout our life that's the loudest voice that's coming through. Throughout our life, there's that child that wants to be seen, there's that child that wants to be heard, there's that child that takes the driver's seat of our life, controlling our outcomes, controlling the way we think, controlling our decisions, and that unconsciously we're giving in to that child, that wounded child within, we're giving in to that voice, we're giving in to that conditioning, and we're thinking that is the reality, that's us. And then what takes place from there, the thinking gets warped by that. Our actions get warped by that. You know, we don't actually step in. We don't actually step into living that life that we, we believe is true to us. That life of grace, that life of compassion, that life of forgiveness. Because there's that part of us, that, that wounded part of us that's driving. And how we can all give space to that part of ourselves. You know, every single day of our life. To be able to pause. You know, the power of meditation. The power of pranayama or breath work, the power of pausing in our day and reflecting to be able to see who's driving. Who's driving, right? It is a, it is a valuable vehicle. Right? Who am I giving the wheel of that vehicle of my life to? Am I giving the wheel of, of my destiny, of, of my future happiness and, and, and the outlook of my life, the destiny of my life? Am I giving that over? to that unconscious part of myself, that wounded part of myself? Or am I consciously pausing, recognizing that pain, recognizing those traumas, recognizing that that, that voice inside that just want more than anything needs that validation, needs to be heard, right? Instead of listening to others, instead of giving love to others, it needs that validation. Am I letting that drive or am I consciously pausing, giving myself that wounded, hurt part of myself, the time, the space, the validation, the acceptance, so that it's not driving my life, so that I can take, take the reins again, take the wheel again, 
and consciously choose how I want to respond in my life. And, and just connecting that to the prayer is that that's what we're seeing in the world, right? We're seeing wounded children in the world. That's what we're seeing. Anybody that acts out of violence, anybody that acts out of arrogance, anybody that needs to scream because they need to be heard, right? It's that wounded child within our own conscience, you know, that we're fighting in our life, you know, that we're making wrong, that we won't take the time to actually be with, to heal, to accept. And, the beginning of wars, right? I fought over that. The beginning of, you know, any fight starts with that. Right? I need to be heard. You know, it's more important right now for me to be seen. It's more important right now for me to be heard. And it becomes the beginning of, uh, can be such, a, such painful experiences come from that. The painful experiences in our life come from that pain that's within our own hearts. So just thinking about that and, you know, thinking about, yeah, and anytime we pop on the news practically and, you know, especially right now, there's, there is, um, yeah, there's a lot that's going on, you know, whether it's with racial injustice or, you know, poverty, people feeling that they're, they're not getting what they need actually in their life, you know, and uh, they're not getting the protection they need, the shelter they need. And, you know, we just, we see, we see people acting out and, uh, the person that's acting out is, is a wounded child, right? It's a wounded child. And what can we do? Deanna and I have been talking a lot about it. It's like, man, what can we do to, to help raise our children and help to re-raise the child within our own hearts and consciousness? I'm like, in a, I'm like fully in the process of like reparenting myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, where do I act out in my life? Like, where am I acting, you know? Where am I acting like a child? And how can I just check in with that take inventory of that you know i was thinking about my day yesterday in my journal i was like my god like i learned so much every single day like every single day is like my whole life if i just studied one day in my life it's like you know moving toward perfection moving toward this like transformation and you know superpower growth just one day all the lessons all the stuff i see in myself that I could work on, that I could transform to come closer to, come closer to spirit, come closer to truth. So, yeah. some, yeah. You, you, you. What, I, what I'm hearing from you is that there's a, a wounded child in in us that at some point, at, whether it's an early age or at some space in life or some place or, or time, um, didn't get, didn't wasn't heard or seen and that um, part of ourself has now as a, and as a reaction to that pain took a course of action to sort of uh, counter that mm-hmm. to protect us to run from it to um, uh, prevent it from ever happening again whatever you got it now. and then now that part of ourself has just fully taken the will and is just directing our life completely now mm-hmm. and um and how do i not let that part of me just run my life because now it's it's actually becoming it might be repeating patterns unconsciously mm-hmm. it might be causing havoc around me mm-hmm. it might it's not leading me to where i need to go it's not it's not conscious anymore it was like a it was a, a sort of like instinctual reactive survival mode at a particular point but it's no longer conscious mm-hmm. um and uh how do i break that pattern mm-hmm. how do i break that pattern and you're, you're asking the question how do you raise your child 
Yeah, and I have a yeah, you have a beautiful baby boy who looks just like your mom. I don't know if you did you do you notice that? Do you notice that? Um I definitely I, I see my mama for sure. Yeah, I could see my mama and him and, and I see yeah, definitely I see his mother. I see his mother and him a lot from her baby photos. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have a beautiful and then you're also looking at your own child. How is this happening in my life? And what is what does it mean to break that pattern? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We have a we have a, a Diddy. Our good friend at DG is asking, Vera, I have a question that I was reflecting on today morning while journaling. How mm. should we respond when we see other people suffering and not living with integrity, especially when it is someone close? I can observe mm. myself suffer when I see others suffer, and sometimes that comes out as anger. Mm -hmm. And then Bhakti Louis wrote, good, question mark, and I don't know what that means, <laughs> but, uh, but I... I I just just uh oh he means good question. Got it. Is that oh good question. Oh, I thought he meant like good. Okay, I got it. He means good question. Got it. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Brian, for translating for us um for us older folk for, for the for the for the for the elders in the room. Yeah, we got back to Lou. He's using all you know, he's using the uh he's using the emojis. He's using emoji. Okay, Bhaktilu is hit. beautiful. It's a beautiful question, Aditi, and I think it's. You know, I'm just looking at it in parts because it's such a. It's such a rich, and it's such a personal question. Thank you for your vulnerability and sharing it. It's such a personal question, and every every person that we're close to, you know, it there there is, there is a level of personal responsibility that we're taking that relationship with having clear expectations with communicating those clear expectations and then we have choice that follows that you know if if i have unconscious expectations towards somebody and they're unaware of them and their behavior doesn't meet our unconscious expectations that's our responsibility right mm. they don't know they don't know what our expectations are. they don't know that yelling is bad or not showing up on time hurts you whatever it is they don't know that you know they don't they don't they're not aware of it they don't, they don't have a self-awareness of it and so to be able to state what our expectations are especially in close relationships are our needs you know to be able to feel like we're in harmony and that we're we're in flow in a partnership to state those clear expectations and then okay then then there's follow-through and that builds trust right any close relationship that we're in any intimate relationship it is, it's all about agreements, right? And it's all about keeping those agreements or breaking those agreements and keeping those agreements builds trust and it allows for us to be more vulnerable and feel a greater closeness to that individual. And so it starts with that foundation. You know, you know, do we really believe this is somebody that we want to invest in? We really want to build this type of relationship because it's a lot of emotion. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of energy that goes into it. And if that is the case, we really believe in that relationship, then setting those clear boundaries and expectations so that love can flow, communication can flow effectively. And then if they're not being met, that's a, that's a bigger question. But generally, okay, if they're not being met, we need to be able to reestablish that. We need to be able to communicate that broken agreements break trust. Broken word breaks trust. That's just what it is. It's the truth, right? And if someone keeps breaking our trust again and again and again and again, you know, how can we, we can't go deeper with them. We can't, you know, it, it, it becomes a roadblock and actually being able to enter into a deep loving relationship. So then that's, the, that's where we ask the bigger questions, right? What is it about myself that's calling in that type of relationship? If I just keep on, you know, yeah, letting someone walk over me or letting someone step, 
that comes that becomes more personal. That's something that you know I'm not gonna not not gonna speak to specifically, but that becomes a question. What is it about myself that is calling that in? What is it about myself that, that is afraid to have those boundaries, you know, and 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 not communicate clearly, so that uh, yeah, that I can actually build a type of relationship that I believe is going to help me to grow and transform my life. And so that's general. And I know relationships are there's so many nuances to it. And so I'm always and super conscious when I respond to those type of questions, like given generalities there, given some principles there, and they are applied differently in different circumstances. And so um, that's a, that's a little bit. And that, so that's one part of it. And, and then I'm hearing you talking about, yeah, okay. You know, we're seeing that I'm suffering because I see actually somebody is, you know, they're suffering through, through their behavior. You know, and I love them and I care about them, but I see they're hurting themselves. They're hurting themselves again and again. And, and so now I'm feeling that pain because I have that compassion and I have that empathy and I care about them. And so I think part of that is totally natural. When we love someone and care about them and, they and they're, they're suffering and they're struggling in their life, it's totally natural to feel that pain. And if I find myself in a reoccurring experience where Someone's suffering, you know, their suffering is becoming my pain. I'm taking it on and that's happening again and again and again. Okay, now what's, what's actually serving? Is that actually serving them for me to keep kind of falling into that consciousness? Is that actually serving my personal growth to keep falling that consciousness? And, and again, it's, it's a specific thing. If we were talking one-on-one, -on -one, then I could really understand the detail of it and just help you to, to unpack it and go deeper into it. So I'm just talking a little bit generally about it. Doyle, you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate and love all you're saying, Vera. Um, and uh, what I what I'm when I read Aditi's question, how should we respond when we see other people suffering and not living with integrity, especially with someone close? So I see two things there. One is that someone's suffering, and another is that they're not living in integrity. And so. I'm reminded of this, um, this beautiful adaptation of the serenity prayer that I say often for myself. Um, and it's God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, the courage to change the one I can, and the wisdom to know that that one is me. So grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, which is everybody. I can't mm -hmm. change. I can't change anybody. If, if I want somebody's life to improve, I have to, I have to pray and beg for God to step into that person's life mm -hmm. or for God to inspire me in a way that I can show up in that person's life. Because even if I, sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it, or it's not what you say, but it's where you're coming from. And so it's like, I might, part of what I think it's frustrating a lot, and maybe parents experience this or friends experience this or spouses experience this. Like I have, I have friends, you know, sometimes they'll joke and like, you know, They'll tell me like, you know, I, I need you to tell, I need you to tell my wife this, or I need you to tell my husband this. I'm like, why don't you tell them? Like, they won't hear it from me, but they'll hear it from you, you know? And so it's, it's that we sometimes, and, and part of it is because when I share something with somebody, if I'm not coming from the right place, they're not going to hear it in the right way, you know? And so I have to, I have to pray that God inspires me to actually empower my words to make effect not just say the right thing but really check where i'm coming from is it a controlling place is it a anxious place is it a prideful place you know 
Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean. Like I can't change anybody, mm-hmm. um, but they, things can be helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really God working in their heart and working in my heart to be the best friend for them. And then to, to change the one I can, which is me, to Jeff, teenage daughters aren't always the most receptive to advice from the fathers. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and also you have, um, uh, Vera's mom is here writing in the chat board. The usual reaction is to avoid the wounded child unless they want help, right? And so sometimes, yeah, sometimes we may be trying to, to change somebody who doesn't necessarily want to be changed. And so sometimes we have to let people go through their cycle because they're meant to go through that process because, and, and the best thing we can do is just never, never abandon them, never abandon them. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that came to my mind as you were speaking, so one is that people are just like someone, let's say someone's just personally suffering. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're drinking themselves into a hole or they're throwing their finances away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, is their living out of integrity causing suffering to other people, not just yourself, like they're, but like they're actually causing harm through theft or through violence or through deception or through manipulation or through dishonesty, et cetera. And if that's the case, then there's, you know, obviously justice comes into place where there's a sense of creating boundaries where people recognize they can't continue a certain behavior because, and, and the thing is we have to set boundaries for yourself and that becomes hard. You know what I mean? I was like, I was talking with a, with a friend uh, a while back talking about alcoholism in the family and they wanted to do uh, an intervention. You know, intervention is where you, you kind of like lay down um, a certain kind of like an ultimatum. Like we think you need a life change and it could be someone struggling with alcohol to give you with anything. You know, we think you need a life change. And I said, you know, you can do that, but you have to be very, very clear where you stand and what the consequences are. Because you might have to be, you might have to be willing to draw a boundary in your life. Like, hey, if this behavior doesn't change, I'm going to need to distance myself from this relationship because I can't engage. It's too painful. And I can't, I feel like there's manipulation or there's abuse or there's lack of respect. And so we have to be willing to draw that line sometimes for ourselves and for them and for their betterment. And so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it comes from surrender and from humility and recognizing that like, I'm not the savior, I'm not gonna change, but I care about this person. So sometimes the greatest expression of care is just never abandoning them and being with them through that suffering and being very careful not to act as an enabler of that suffering. And where do we draw that strength and we draw it from a higher power we draw it from krishna we draw it from god we can't can't do it alone i cannot do this alone and then that becomes a catalyst to deepen our spiritual connection yeah it's beautiful casey sharon i'm not the controller and that's what i'm hearing you say is like at a certain point drawing that boundary is the willingness to say i'm not the controller of this person's destiny and their behavior right now is 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 creating pain and harm in their life and other people's lives to create that boundary is like, yeah, I'm there, but also, you know, they're on a journey. They're on a journey of awakening their own self. And that's a relationship yeah. between them and God. That's not, that's not something I control. That's not something that I'm going to break them through to the next level, but the compassion, the love is there. And sometimes that, that takes a boundary. Sometimes that yeah. takes a little bit of distance. There's a, there's a beautiful book, um, uh, by Ryan holiday. He, uh, He's a big fan of Stoicism and, the, and, the, and the, the writings of Marcus Aurelius from ancient Greece. And he's written a few books. And one of his, um, I think his first big book was called the, the Obstacle is the Way. 
and it's not exactly pertaining to this, but there's a corollary where he talks about like the obstacles and setbacks in life. You know, sometimes we think that, you know, I, I, I've, I've achieved so much despite, um, despite all the challenges. And he would say, I've achieved so much because of the challenges. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not that like, oh, I wish that it wouldn't have, I, I wish it wasn't so hard or something like that. And sometimes he's saying like, it's actually because of those things that we wouldn't have gotten to where we were without them. You know, mm -hmm. don't think that like, oh, it would have been easier if this, it's like, no, like that's, and people are going through that rock bottom journey sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People are going through that rock bottom journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, and sometimes we think, you know, we, we also can't rob people of that experience if that's what, what they need to go through. And that's why I think it's important to draw boundaries. Like, okay, if they're going through that for themselves, but they can't be abusing or misusing relationships and manipulations to cause harm to other, like you got to create that container. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like recognizing, okay, like this person is, like you just said, they're going through their journey of, of awakening. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you go down before you go up. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but I think, I think it comes to that faith and that trust that, um, you know, they will, I think that that becomes trusting a higher power, that they are guiding this and they are with this person. And sometimes your spiritual connection is the greatest thing they have going for them, you know? So keep that connect, keep that connection strong. Yeah, and those prayers, that compassion, that grace, even from a distance sometimes, right? There's that no, there's that knowingness. I remember as a kid, like I was looking for love my whole life. That's what I was looking for. I love you, mama. I was looking for love my whole life, you know, and, and and I started looking for it in all different types of things, all different types of places and people. And but because I was loved, because I was genuinely, unconditionally, deeply loved by my mother, deeply loved by community, deeply loved by my brother, I, you know, my God, so much like that, it becomes the beacon at a certain point, at a certain point, we have searched, we have looked, we've gone into the caves, we've looked, we've, we have drunk, and we have smoked, and we have this and that and touched and felt and seen, and we've done everything that we could possibly get our hands on our eyes, our mind, we've done it all. And we're still not feeling fulfilled at a certain point, we're like, okay you know okay that one person like doyle saying we could be that one person where they're like oh my god that's what i'm looking for oh my god that kindness that that person mm -hmm. showed me that compassion that that person showed me the love the acceptance that person showed me the tolerance that person showed me that's what i was looking for that's what i'm looking for in my life and i want to want to respond to that i want to seek that out and so we can be that you know we are that in our in in the lives of anybody who we come into contact with. And we never know that one act of kindness, how it can hit somebody's heart, hit somebody's soul and become their focus in life, that they want to, they want to experience more of that. And so that's, that's, you know, that's my story for sure. My story is at a certain point, recognizing that that's actually what I was looking for. I remember it so clearly. I remember it 20 years old, in my backyard. I remember, oh my God, oh my God. The way my parents loved me, the way they lived, that's what I'm looking for. It's that feeling that I'm looking for. And I thought, I was, I thought it was something else. And uh, I pray, I pray that we can feel that today. We can remember those, those individuals who, you know, even one small act of love and kindness, we can remember that today. That, let that be the, the barometer. Let that be our, our bearing 
you know, for how, how we are moving in this world. Let us seek it and let us uh, be instruments of that in everybody's life. Yeah. And stay nourished. Mm -hmm. Stay nourished. It's the best thing you can do sometime for someone else is take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. We love you guys so much. Thank you for the beautiful questions. Thank you for all the beautiful comments, everybody. We're super, super grateful. Um, if you're listening on one of our recorded platforms or tuning to Instagram Live, we'd love to have you on our live Zoom group every day. We've got, we've been having close to 15, 20 people every day on Zoom. We have a, we have a chat board here you guys can keep in touch with. Um, you can email us at prayerrevolution at buckycenter.org to get our Zoom link or just be in touch with us. Write us an email. I check the inbox every day. Whenever there's no emails, I get sad. So. <laughs> right to us be let us know what you love about the show let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about any feedback you guys have we always like to grow and to learn and thank you guys all for tuning in uh as always your homework go to pod apple podcast soundcloud spotify subscribe leave us a five-star review or rating we'd love to hear from you guys and um tune in as always to buckycenter.org slash online we got all kinds of really great beautiful offerings our good friend Yogi Charu is leading a yoga nidra meditation training online starting on Monday. If you don't know Yogi Charu, you're missing out on life. One of a lifetime opportunity. Um, you can find him online. And uh, we love you guys. And we'll see you all next soon. 24 hours, 20, 23 and a half hours from now. We will see you again. Beautiful day, guys. Hari hari. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Take care, everybody. See you later, everybody.